Thanks for listening to the Gathering House podcast. You know, I want to just open up our message uh, today just in an overview of the last few weeks that we've been looking at this vision that we've placed on the church, what I feel like God's put on the church of really focusing on relationship and discipleship this year. And I am, I'm so excited. I don't know what it is, but you know, I've got pastor friends that I meet with biweekly and I've got uh, other people and mentors that I talk with and I've been talking with them over the last few weeks and I'm like, there is something different in the atmosphere. I don't know if y'all can feel it like I can feel it, but there's something different when we gather. And, and, I, and the best way I can describe it is last year we were kind of in foundation mode. Let's build up the foundation. Let's help people to understand who we are as a church, what God has called us to be. But the foundation's been laid and now it's time to start moving up. And that's what I think we're in in a season. And so for the last week and the week before, it's kind of been exploring this idea of what it looks like for us practically as people to actually take a posture of focusing on relationship and discipleship. If you weren't here last week, um, I, w- I was, okay, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and I don't mean this in a, a braggy way, but I was humbled by the message I preached. Like in a way of I got done and I went, man, I don't even understood what I preached until I preached it. And I write it out and I go through the study and I go through all this stuff and I get done with it and it's like, man, that hit different. And so if you didn't listen to last week, you gotta go back and listen. We got our podcasts. Uh, You can go on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. I don't know where else does, does podcasts. That's where I go. But I need you to listen because there's something about taking a posture of moving forward. And it drives us into this week, into a space of what does it look like for us to be moving into a place, looking at relationship and discipleship. And, you know, I was thinking about my kids growing up. Uh, I won't say their ages because I quite frankly can't remember them and I always get them wrong. And I think they're eight and nine, but they'll be like, dad, that's not it. And I'm like, I know, you guys keep changing age. And I just, I, I get nervous up here and then numbers fail me. So don't ask me what my anniversary is either because I'll get that wrong too. But I was thinking about them growing up and I I don't know if you guys have the thing on Facebook where it pops up the memories and the things you posted. And some of the stuff I look back, I'm like, why did I post that? I was terrible on Facebook. Why do people like my stuff on this? I post the weirdest stuff. But then I get pictures of my kids when they were babies. And I'm like, man, wait, that that was eight years ago? Oh, and it hits real hard, like right in all my feels. And I'm like, oh. And I, I, I see this and I watch these videos as they're babies and I'm like, man, time has gone by so quickly. Like, my daughter has this conversation. He goes, you know, next year is my last year in kids' church. Then I'm gonna be in youth. And I was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me like that. It's Disrespectful. I mean, but she's being real, like, and that terrifies me in a little bit. But I think about this moment where I watched my kids grow up. And I'm watching them grow up. And, and I came to this place, I was working on my message this week, and I'm like, you know what, I'm, 
I'm waiting for the day that they actually move out. And, and I don't say that in like, oh, I can't wait for them to get out of here. I'm waiting for the day that they move out because I can't wait to see all that God has done in their lives. I can't wait to see them start their own journey. I can't wait for them to see all of the culmination of their life, of the involvement that I've had in their life and how God uses that. You know, watching and waiting are actually two very different things. <sighs> sorry. I'm not sorry. Who am I kidding? <sighs> you see, I see so many believers that are content with just watching what God is doing. They're content with just watching what God is doing all around them rather than waiting on God to move in their lives. You see, they're okay with proximity, but they lack participation. They're eager to watch, yet unequipped to wait. I told you all this was hitting different. I tried to warn you you see, John 11, this is, I love this moment in John chapter 11. It says, when Jesus finished placing this charge before his 12 disciples, this is in verse one, he went up to teach and preach in their villages. John, John the Baptist, meanwhile, had been locked up in prison. And when he got wind of what Jesus was doing, he sent his own disciples to ask, are you the one We've been expecting, or are we still waiting? Jesus told them, go back and tell John what's going on. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. Is this what you are expecting? Then count yourselves most blessed. You see, it's that question. Are you the one we expected, or are we still Waiting. Are we still waiting? You see, it's easy for many Christians to kind of default into this watching mindset. This lifestyle where we go through these motions of life, where we uh, just allow things that happen and we hope that God moves. We hope that, 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 that he's doing something. And that we get to be in proximity to that. We're simply watchers. And I don't know if you understand the grammatical side of this, but watching is passive. I can watch sports at home on TV and have no impact on the game. I can have no impact on what's happening. I can watch my kids grow up and have no impact on who they become. I can watch my job consume me and become the thing that is most important in my life and have no impact. I can watch my marriage fall apart and become something that I didn't want and never get involved. I can watch my friends or my classmates make choices that affect their future. 
I can watch all that God is doing around me and yet never have my own personal encounter with him. I can watch, I can sit back and I cannot get involved and I can live a passive life or I can be in a place of waiting. You see, waiting is different than watching. This is what it says in scripture in Psalms 25 verse 21. It says, use all your skills to put me together. I wait to see your finished product. That's what it continue on in Psalms 27, 13 and 14. It says, certainly I believe that you would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. You see, we have to understand that there is a massive difference, a chasm of difference between waiting and watching. David even shows us this. He writes of his enemies that waiting can include watching. This is what he says in Psalms 56, verse five and six. All day long, they distort my words. All of their thoughts are against me for evil. They attack, they lurk, they watch my steps as they have waited to take my life. See, waiting is different. In the Hebrew, the word wait is actually the word chavah. Chavah. This is the Hebrew word for wait, and it's different. You see, this waiting is about being strong, being strengthened. It's a process. It's about enduring. It's about remaining. There's action involved in waiting. You see, remaining implies that there's things that we are actively involved in 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 order to be waiting. It's not about sitting back and letting things happen around us and just watching things go by. It's about being involved. Waiting is filled with secondary actions because it itself is something that is not a primary action. Waiting is the secondary action. We can be moving into things while we are waiting and doing things. Because waiting is not a primary action. Watching is the primary action. I'm sitting and I'm watching TV. I'm watching things happen. I'm sitting back doing nothing while I watch. And, and, and we could, yes, get down to the argument. You could do two things at once. I'm not. I'm a simple-minded man, okay? I cannot do two things at once. But my heart being at a place of waiting means it's not the action that I'm taking. I'm involved in the process of waiting. See, I can watch my kids grow up without ever being involved. I can watch my marriage fail without ever doing anything about it. I can watch my job bring me to the brink of destruction and just be a bystander. But if we understand that this difference between watching and waiting is so important, the Bible tells us that we have to be at a place where we are waiting, this kaval, waiting and remaining inside of what God has called us to do, that it calls us to actually be involved and active in our situation. You see, I can wait for my kids to grow up and be a part of the process to help them to be who God called them to be. 
So when I sit here and I say, I can't wait for my kids to grow up, I say that very poignantly because I know that I'm going to be involved in the process. Involved in who they are to become. I can wait for restoration in my marriage and be a part, an active part in bringing me and my wife closer together. I can wait for the calling that God has put on my life and still be active in how he uses my current job or my current situation to propel me towards Christ. This is the difference between watching and waiting. See, I don't want to get to the end of my life and see moments that I could have been a part of God's story and I missed out of because I was merely watching it go by. I want to be at a place where I'm active inside of what he's doing, active inside of what's happening around me. This is the type of people that we need to be, that we are active and not just bystanders. This is what Peter tells us in 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. It says, since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. As you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming, because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. As we wait, God's coming and, and, and you see, we, we know the truth. We know what's happening. We know the end of the story already. We're simply waiting for his return. But what kind of people are we going to be in that wait? You see, we have this hope for a future, but the danger is that this hope of the future is, is a license for irresponsibility in the present. And I'm telling you, that is not what this is about. This is not about saying, you know what, I'm willing to watch. I'm willing to just sit back and the story's already written. And so I, I know I've prayed my prayers. I've said, yes, I know that I'm going to heaven. I know I'm good. And so I'll just sit back and watch until the end. But that's not what we're called to do in this waiting, in this kavab. It's about waiting forwardly. You see, the reality is, is it's this problem that we have of watching where we're so good at getting to this space and saying, well, I'll just let God do what he needs to do. I'll just sit back and let it happen. That we shift from simply waiting to just watching. And we're so patient, we actually become complacent. And we're too content that we seldom search for the skies or run to him or allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt our plans and lead us into a place of worship that we would encounter him. And so I challenge us as a church. Andrew, you can come on up. To be at a place where we are not willing to just be bystanders watching. 
watching what the church is doing, watching what God is doing, but we would say, I'm, I'm willing to be in the group that waits, waits for his goodness, but in the waiting, there's involvement. I must be active in the waiting. You see, it's for those of us that are, are, are strong in waiting and weak in watching that the God was speaking of when he says in Matthew 24, he says, no one knows of the day or the time that it will be. Not the angels in heaven, not even the son, only the father knows. So always be ready because you don't know the day of the Lord will come. The son of man will come at a time that you don't expect him. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what tomorrow holds. And so my challenge and my ask is what will you do in your waiting? See, God's moving. God's changing things. There are things that are happening within the church. Not, I'm not even talking about just granularly in, in gathering house. I'm talking about his church. He is moving. Seasons are changing. Atmosphere is developing. There's things that are happening in the spirit and his body of followers and we can either be a part of it or watch it go by. It's just simply be a bystander on the outskirts of the crowd. You know, I think about the miracles that I read in the Bible and how many people were standing around watching people get healed. Just watching people, watching Jesus encounter them. And for most of the people that got healed, most of the interactions, it took them actually stepping out in faith. It took stepping out, reaching out. Everybody else was bystanders and watched it happen. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not ready to be a bystander. I don't want to just watch what God is doing. I want to be a part of his story. I want to be a part of his move in this region, in this building, in the hearts of his people. And I believe that we have to embrace a posture of readiness and anticipation for what lies ahead. We cannot be okay with simply proximity. We have to desire participation. God, I'm not willing to watch you move by without me being involved. I'm ready. I'm able. I want all of it. See, that's my heart. My heart is that we move from a place where we we're just watching the world go by, watching our problems pile up, to be at a place where we say, God, I'm I'm waiting for you to move. I'm involved and I'm waiting see how you solve this problem. I can't wait to see how you bless this. I can't wait to see how you let me be involved in what you're doing. I can't wait. 
see my heart as we move forward as a church focusing on relationships and discipleships is to prepare and equip each and every one of you to be a part of what God is doing. To be a part of who He is. A part of His story. You see, this, this here, this is His story. It's not finished. It's not done being written. We got an end to the book. We can get to the end and we can see what's coming at the end, but Oh, the story's still being written and I want to be a part of the story. I don't want to just be a bystander in the miracles. Witnessing what all he did and who he is. That's my heart for us as a church to be involved. To be involved in all that he's doing. bow our heads and let's close our eyes and I just want to take a moment to just pray and say God I don't know what it is that you're facing your situation I don't know what you feel like God's been speaking to you over the last week two weeks three weeks but what I do know is he doesn't want watchers We've been called to be involved in his story. To be involved in what he's doing. Father God, Lord, I pray right now for a a shift in our positioning. God, that we would not be a people that watch, but a people that wait and hunger in our waiting. Hunger for you, God. Lord, that you would find us willing and able, equipped and empowered to step out and say, God, I want to be involved in what you're doing. Father, I pray right now that you would just begin to reveal areas in our lives where we've been bystanders. Lord, that this week you would just highlight these moments in our lives, in our family, maybe in our marriage, maybe in our job, maybe just even in in, in regular interactions with our neighbors. That we've been bystanders, never, never identifying that maybe you want us to be involved. Maybe it's time that we step up and we get involved. that we would never never again just be okay with proximity but our hearts would be drawn towards participation Father I thank you for that I thank you for your goodness that you've allowed us to be a part of your story God, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Gathering House podcast. If you want to support us, you can give your donation at our website at gatheringhouse.co.